My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast. I've been studying astrology pretty much my whole life and Vedic astrology in depth since 2011. I find it to be incredibly helpful, one of the most valuable skills to understand myself, to understand others. And in this podcast, I'll share what I've learned, how to interpret charts, and how you can go from understanding your chart to improving your health, your relationships, your career. All aspects of your life are covered and acknowledged and addressed through Vedic astrology. I'll also show you meditations and yoga practices and things that you can do to support the most positive expression of these qualities in your life and avoid and work around the challenges and possible negative expressions of these planetary energies. If you like this podcast, you can support it by becoming a monthly supporter at as low as 99 cents a month up to 9.99 a month. Click the link in the episode description to do that or visit quietmind.yoga slash astrology where you can learn more about Vedic astrology and download the free workbook, The Essential Astrology Keywords to Quickly Read a Birth Chart. So you'll want that so you can look at your own rising sign, sun sign, and moon sign and see how that would play out in different signs and what signs you have and understand how to read charts for other people. Again, you can get that at quietmind.yoga slash astrology or check out the show notes. All right, thank you for listening and enjoy today's podcast. If you've ever been obsessed about something and just cannot stop obsessing about it and keep ruminating on it, this is an example of how Rahu can show up in your life. Rahu is not actually a planet. It's considered a shadow planet. It's the north node of the moon. And the word Rahu comes from a Vedic legend of basically uh, somebody who was trying to devour all the vital essences and uh, consume everything from everything else of all the other planets and it from for its boldness it was beheaded so it's just a head without a body that's still constantly craving and insatiable and wants to just consume 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 but there's no body to tell it that it's full in buddhism there's the idea of the hungry ghost which is very similar to this but this is from the vedic texts which actually predate that uh, so this is how we can understand that aspect of ourselves that is insatiable it's like a, a beheaded uh, maniac that just wants to constantly consume uh, but it's it's not all bad right so i kind of started with the negative side of it but it's what drives us it's really our action and ambition in the world even more so than mars even more so than saturn it's about what keeps us waking up and moving on to the next exciting thing in our lives which can be a problem of course if we become too materialistic and too consumed with those things to the expense of everything else and if we're not aware that it is just sort of a game and a dance we're doing but it can be a very positive thing that it can bring out the part of us that wants to succeed and wants to be ambitious and wants to drive and and be recognized as long as it's in service to something greater than ourselves if it's just in service to the ego it's a longer rougher road for you uh, and you're going to have a lot more downs than ups uh, most likely but but ultimately it will lead to a uh, self-actualization you know sometimes you just got to go down to that that material path and just buy all the shit that you don't need until you can't buy any more and then you've got to get rid of it and become a minimalist and as we've seen so many people do and uh, if you look at like the, the minimalists these people who write that blog and there's a lot of people over the last 10 years who've done this they've followed the rat race they climbed the corporate ladder 
They bought everything they wanted, had everything they could think of, and felt like they've reached the pinnacle of success. Rahu kept consuming and kept consuming until they started. They finally stopped and looked around and realized this isn't any different than where I started. I'm still the same person inside, and that's if I haven't addressed that, what good is all this material stuff? So Rahu teaches us to seek the material success, to seek the ambition, to seek the experience of being a human, right? We're here in a body with material things for a reason. We don't need to just abnegate all of that and transcend it all and just sit in a cave and not exist. We're here for a reason. We're not just here to just transcend it. So Rahu teaches us what that reason is in 18-month cycles. And this is exactly linked to K2, which I'll cover in the next video about the planets. Which So I won't get into that now, but essentially Rahu and Ketu are always exactly opposite. Rahu is the north node of the moon, Ketu is the south node of the moon. So they're always in exact opposite houses and signs. But Rahu, which we're focusing on here, is just teaching us where we want to be, where we're going to be more materialistic, where we want to consume more, where we feel insatiable. In your birth chart, that's in one spot it's going to stay there your whole life so you've got that kind of flavor of things it'll show you also where you're into the depths of things the mysteries the unknown the occult the foreign uh, anything that's like foreign from where you grew up so if you grew up in india it's what's happening in america you get interested in that you might want to travel to america and vice versa interesting thing that i noticed when i i went to india and there's a lot of kids there who were very much more interested in western culture and they're really into the rock and, uh, and, and phones and texting and, and uh, social media. And I was there for their spirituality and their temples. And it's, it was an interesting sort of cultural exchange I realized was happening there. And what drives us to do that? It's Rahu. It's this planet, this shadow planet that it's shadow planet because it's not really a planet it's just an illusion it teaches us about our illusions it teaches us about what we are driven towards that isn't really real it's you know it's immaterial you can get the nicest car in the world but you know ultimately that's not who you are it's not your identity it's not your atman your true self it's just an expression and experience a thing that you get to experience in the physical world and we get to be these sensual beings with the five senses and we get to be interacting with other beings and other people and nature and society. And that's part of the human experience. So it's great to experience that. It's great to dive fully into that and let that Rahu just be part of you. It's not, we don't need to shame it. We don't need to guilt it. We just need to have it in its right relationship to everything else in our lives because it can really take over. And Western society is a society that largely has let Rahu take over, especially in, you know, in the last hundred years or so in, in a very capitalistic way, that capitalism is not bad, but it can, again, anything in excess, like they say in Ayurveda, anything can be a medicine or a poison. So materialism, capitalism, in its right relationship to everything else can be medicinal, it can be a great thing, it can be something to enjoy and have pleasure in. When I was in India, they could benefit from having a little more structure to their roads where nobody follows the lines on the road and it's just like bumper to bumper traffic and nobody uses turn signals or side mirrors it's just horns so they could benefit from a little more material structure and a little more you know in my opinion you know for, i think it actually works totally fine in india they they probably don't you know i can't speak for an entire society they don't necessarily need that but it's something, you know, if you wanted to look at how this Rahu could positively express, 
you know, it can be helpful to actually create a little structure in the societies, create a little desire for uh, structure and materialism and, and going towards these things that are, are not spiritual, right? Because the spiritual is so strong there. Like the temples are everywhere. Everybody is aware of uh, mantras and meditation and yoga. And it's just infused in the culture. Whereas in America, like we have to kind of seek it out. And I think there is a value in becoming a sort of hungry seeker for a while where you're just obsessed about learning about yoga and meditation and, and you know, beyond the physical, beyond turning on the TV and reading the news and, and just following the sort of mass media. There's a value in becoming obsessed with getting out of that for a while. So that's where Rahu can be a benefit as well. And it's in these year and a half cycles. As you may have noticed, I've definitely noticed this well before I was following astrology, but things kind of tend to move in life in 18-month cycles. There's a sort of conclusion of 18 months. I've seen it in so many things, just following uh, you know, sports and, and history and arts. And there's like these sort of 18-month cycles that I've noticed over time. And that's the exact length of a Rahu K2 transit. It helps us sort of look at this area of our lives for this 18 months. It could be in your home, in the fourth house. This could be a great time to get your home projects done, to be obsessed about uh, you know, having a nice home, nice car, nice shelter, uh, making sure you've got all your household needs met and your, your rent's paid, your bills are paid. Rahu is going to make sure all this is happening and then some. And then it might start to get really extravagant, like we need these expensive sheets and these expensive curtains. And it can go overboard for sure because Rahu is just insatiable. Say Rahu's in your sixth house of health and wellness and enemies. You can become obsessed about your health and now you're constantly getting tests and you're like, is, you're looking at every mole on your body like, ooh, is this, uh, I gotta check this mole. Uh, you know, you could be thinking like you need to talk to this teacher and that teacher and this diet and you're reading every diet book and they're all saying conflicting things and what do I do And you try this and that. And Rahu just goes nuts <laughs> and this is a, this can be out of balance. But if it's just assessing everything and just saying, okay, there's this idea, there's that idea. I'm going to try this one for a while. This is really interesting. I'm going to get super into it. And I know that it might change and, you know, et cetera. It's having a level head and right relationship with these things. I'm like, I'm going to go gung-ho about this diet for a while, but I'm not going to, you know, let it take over my relationships and my, and my sleep and my health and my, my work where I'm not showing up to work now because I'm just sitting around measuring my food all day and making sure I do all this stuff this doctor said that's where the Rahu can go out of whack in the sixth house for example right so it's somewhere in one of your houses right now and wherever that area of your life is where you're probably like a little more materialistic and a little more like could be in your family like you're wanting to you know make a more family reunion you want to have a family reunion and like uh put together all this stuff for your family and organize all this stuff and you're becoming obsessed about what this person said to that person and there's like all these sort of shadowy relationships issues going on and gossip right so all that stuff is examples of rahu as well but positively expressed it could just be that you want to take real good care of your family you're making sure they have all their needs met you're prioritizing time with them and uh you you're, you're like obsessed with like learning about them and fascinated with them and you're building like a family tree and maybe you're you're doing a family heirloom thing or you know something like this or you uh positively obsessed right so obsession is a great thing to have and it moves us forward and it drives us and it keeps us experiencing our dharma and karma in this lifetime 
but it's also what keeps us reincarnating in the Vedic text at least that there's just like always more we could be doing and Rahu is just going to always keep us going right it's never going to get lethargic it's never going to be done there's always going to be more depth there's always going to be more and more and more like the the famous Gordon Gecko quote like how much money is enough and his answer is more right this is a total Rahu example so how do you balance this out what do you do about this go to foreign lands go to work with teachers uh, have bhakti yoga is a great way to work with this where you're chanting to imagine deities was there really a blue guy on earth at some point maybe but uh, we can't really prove that right now but we can at least uh, use that as a form of directing our energy and our attention to something that is immaterial and imagined which all all the things that rahu is about is really even though it's materialistic all these things are actually you know immaterial they're imagined like that stuff is impermanent it's you someday it's going to be gone from your life someday it's going to break uh in 10 years you'll have a completely different you know uh, phone and, and all these other devices and things that we see that we think are so urgent and we need them now but it's really immaterial it's really imagined that we need these things so chanting to a deity or a lord or some sort of prayer or recitation or mantra or bhakti yoga devotional yoga where you're chanting these different mantras like kirtan these are all great ways to use that rahu energy and it uses uh the the voice and the uh the insatiable mouth is putting stuff out instead of taking constantly taking stuff in so that's one way to work with that and again just visiting foreign lands because anything that's different or subversive or hidden or occult or secret mysterious all these things are going to be very interesting to rahu and we're always going to be going deeper and we could be going deeper down rabbit holes of comparing every possible shower curtain on amazon uh, or we can go be going deeper down rabbit holes of um, every possible way of expressing ourselves or of, of meditating or of understanding life or understanding relationships and these are all positive expressions of rahu so if you notice there's some area of your life where you're a little hung up right now or a little obsessed about something could be relationships could be work could be home whatever it is finding these ways to uh, maybe have a little time at a spiritual temple or a foreign land or something that really interests you maybe uh, you know doing this bhakti meditation some sort of mantra meditation any of them are good right whatever resonates with you uh, any mantra is good any bhakti you can just look up krishna das on any uh streaming service and just channel on that's a great place to start because he would say you know what are we chanting about what are these why why do we do these different mantras what does it mean and he would say like it all just means love like that's the only interpretation for any of it it's just an expression of love so it doesn't matter what words you put on it what names you put on it at least from his music, which is a great place to, to start, is it's just about love. And that's a really good place to put the Rahu energy into action. Because it's gonna be an action. It's, it's gonna be driving no matter what you know, no matter what you do. And it can be overtaken by society and culture and these apps that are programmed to take our attention and our energy, uh, which are an example of Rahu and its negative expression. Or it can be that we're directing all of our energy and our Rahu energy towards love towards connection, towards service, towards enjoying the spiritual, spiritual and the material and enjoying our sensual experience as humans. And I hope that's helpful for you. So if you want to learn more, check out quietmind.yoga slash astrology. 
where you can see your own birth chart and you can get this free guide to know the essential keywords for Vedic astrology so you can start to interpret your own chart. If you want to support this podcast, check out anchor.fm slash astrology. You can support this for as little as 99 cents a month. And if you want to get your own reading, you can do that at quietmind.yoga. Look up one-to-one sessions for astrology readings. I do them over video or voice chat and record them for you.